0: and welcome to the Cocktails and Conversation Podcast. I'm Dana Marie Rockmore, the founder of The Dinner Party Project and co-founder of The Welcome House. I'll be inviting intriguing guests over to my home to chat about some of my favorite things, cocktails, story, the Enneagram and rest. Hello, friends. Happy day to you. Thank you for following along all the things that the Dinner Party Project is doing and up to. And this year has already been flying by at record speeds, which is insane. But I wanted to keep you posted on a series that we have coming up called Orlando Matters the Dinner Party Project dinner series. Um, Super excited about it. We got some feedback from like our five-year party. And what we found was that people wanted more themed dinners around industries and topics. So that is what we are doing. We are doing a five-month series, which started in January. We started off with... um, What's new and fun in Orlando at The Balcony, which was so much fun. And then we also did a dog lovers dinner party at The Wellborn, which was so gorgeous. Um, And so many cute pups joined us. I wanted to let you know about dinners that are coming up. We do have one. Ones in February, we are doing a dinner party for interior designers, something that is very um, of interest to me, on February 24th at The Heavy. And we will be having delicious food by Mockingbird Orlando. So if you are an interior designer, anything around that area, or just heavily your own home interior designer, um, we would love to have you join us around the dinner table. For our second dinner, we are doing... um, uh, affordable housing solutions on February 26th at East end market, which we would also very much love for you to be a part of. We're also excited for this series to partner with Tito's vodka. They have generously given us the capacity to be able to donate to, um, for each month we get, uh, $500 per month to donate to a fund, a local fund, And we are choosing for January, we got to donate to the Pet Alliance. And for February, we're choosing to donate to the Coalition for the Homeless, which has to do with immediate housing, but kind of along the same lines. So we're very grateful for that. And in March, we will be doing dinners around health and wellness Also at East End Market, which we're very excited about. And the second dinner party will be around food deserts and food disparity within Orlando. So we'd love for you to join us for that one. Uh, In April, we will be doing a dinner for the LGBTQ community, which should be very colorful and a lot of fun. And then uh, the second dinner for that month will be around inclusion. How do we um, learn better ways to love our, our community and language and questions that people might have? So we would love
1: to have you
0: join us. For those, and then in May, we would love your input. So we are doing two dinner parties in May, and we're taking a poll as to what industry and what topic that you would like to talk about. So... DM us, um, email us, message us. You can vote. Uh, We'll be voting on social media and other places for you to let us know what you would like to see gathered around the dinner table. So thanks once again to Tito's for supporting us in this uh, dinner series and all the people that are kind of collaborating to make this happen. But we would love for you to participate. So we hope to see you around the dinner table soon. Hello. Hello. Thank you, all of you for still listening in I'm still really enjoying doing this so thanks for indulging me we have a really good cocktail today that I just made up and I think that I will make for a dinner party but um I used about an ounce an ounce and a half of Malfi gin with lemon it's like an Italian gin it's really good it's about to be a uh, gin and tonic season. So I just kind of did a little bit of a twist on gin and tonic. So gin with lemon in it already, and then I added more lemon juice, um, which was just a half an ounce of lemon juice, and then um, a half an ounce of thyme simple syrup. So super not sweet at all. And then about um, three quarters of an ounce of rose water. So it's definitely got a pretty strong Rose water flavor. And then all of that over ice in a cup. And then you just fill that up with tonic water and garnish with thyme, And it's just easy as pie. So pretty great. I hope you'll enjoy that and help me come up with the name for it. But Ashley and I really enjoyed uh, sipping on it today. And Ashley Dishman is my guest on today's episode and I have known Ashley for several years now, um, towards the beginning of Dinner Party Project and was just, I don't know, amazed at the things that she has built around town. I did not know her back in, um, barbecue bar days, but I spent a, a lot of time there many years ago in my, uh, early twenties, we'll say. So, um, yeah, I just admire the choices I guess that she takes within building the bars that she has and the spaces that she has created um in Orlando so you will enjoy hearing The Long Roads uh to her being able to start bars and then the ones that she has built more recently and just I don't know what a lovely human she is so hopefully you will enjoy Hey Ashley. Hi. Hi. How are you? Welcome to Cocktails and Conversation. Thank y'all. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Here's to some
0: day drinking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and time to just sit and chat. Nice. So, this has been a long time coming, which I've been pretty excited about. So, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and um, share your story with me and all the things. Uh huh. So, we are starting out with a cocktail that as I mentioned, I just kind of made up. So I'm kind of in this mood of like trying new things and I mm-hmm. feel like it's like getting towards summer, Yeah, which I can live on gin and tonics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we started with some uh, Malfi, it's like an Italian gin with lemon mm-hmm. and then some more lemon juice, some thyme simple syrup, um, rose water, which I'm kind of obsessed with right now and tonic water. It's delicious. So very simple mm-hmm. and very easy to drink. So here we are doing it. We are. We are. I love it. <laughs> we are. Love it. Um. So we actually get to dig into our first topic, which is cocktails. And you are a queen of offering cocktails. Of offering Maybe not cocktails. making them, but selling, cocktails. selling them. Slinging booze. Slinging booze mm-hmm. to the Orlando folks. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do you have? I would love to know if you have like a go-to drink. Like, what is Ashley's? If you could have, like, I mean, you just know every time that you're gonna love this cocktail.
1: Um, if I'm gonna have one, and I'm at my own bar, Army Navy, which is another I have gotten,
0: yeah,
1: they're dangerously, dangerously, yeah, yeah, delicious and small, I, yep, and sweet. So you think you're not really, you know, Oh, man. Somebody was on
0: this co- on this podcast before. I think it was actually brendan and he said you know i just would order a double army navy because he's double. like i know oh that i God. i know that i'm just gonna start there and then
1: just cut me off <laughs> right <laughs> just send me just off.
0: like just don't waste your time just yeah. give me a double right yeah. up front and i was like oh that's brilliant yeah uh, cause that's yeah. gonna be i'm probably gonna get two of those and then sunroom opened and it like exploded your options yeah and really, I, I
1: could never leave
0: okay so army navy
1: Yeah, I mean, I love like some of the good tiki drinks that we have at Sunroom. But again, those, I mean, I'm like, I can have one and I'm done. Mm -hmm. I can't really. So I like our like low ABV section too now. Right. I can just have, you know, a couple like cocktails. Right. Yeah. Still drive home. Exactly. Right. Or Uber home. Or Uber home. Yeah. And honestly, I don't go out much and I don't drink much. I think people think that I'm, if you're a bar owner, that you're out like all the time. In my 20s, I sure was. Yeah. I like spent my entire- like a decade probably being out every single night. Sure. And yeah, I just, so you know. You building that business. That tolerance. It was high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not so high then anymore. Then we get into our,
1: ooh, and then, yeah. yeah. No, I tell them, like, make my drinks weak. hmm Keeps into me waters.
0: Do you have any drinks that you make at home? Are you at I all a home don't. bartender or you no, just I don't. have other people do them for yeah,
1: you? Yeah, I'll have, I always have a chilled bottle of bubbly usually at home and I always okay. have like, like white wine in the fridge typically, but I don't even like, yeah, no, right. I try not to. Is I just your go-to drink
0: of, more a glass of wine at home?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or if we're like out somewhere, it's, you know, grab a White Claw and... You know, I know it's embarrassing. It is, right? (laughs) It could be like a PBR or something, but no, I'm like that girl. That girl that's going to have... That all my bartenders hate. Mm -hmm. Like, really? She's going to come in here and get... I don't do it at work, though. I hide those white claws at home.
0: Okay. Yeah. That feels like some wise decision making. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And PR moves. Uh Yeah, that's awesome. So... I've always asked people, "Where is a favorite spot to grab a drink in and around Orlando?" What are some of your favorites? Um, so, more times than not, I would say at least seventy-five percent guest house is on that list, as that. well as as well as sunroom. More, I'm I'm like mentioning it always because mm-hmm. I'm like, you can have you have so many options there. I know it's a little. But where would be some of your favorite spots, including your own?
1: Um where would be some of my spots i feel like i don't get to go out just to drink i feel like i do when i travel like i'll go to like you know different mm-hmm. places i'll seek out when i'm traveling because you're but already like out yeah yeah but when i'm home and i'm in town and i'm just like i mean if i go out i'm going to my own bars
0: it's yeah. weird, you know it's sure like
1: if i actually get a chance to go out right. like i still haven't been to tori tori it's literally right down the block there's yeah. like all these places that i still haven't gone that i'm okay. like
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I maybe know. we'll have to have like a someone needs ex- to take me out in, in my own town, <laughs> <I> know. right? Know, <laughs> get you out of your your own go to spots and I know. T- test out some of the other Orlando yeah places spots. Yeah,
1: I know we'll go to like Hillstone for dinner on a rare occasion and have a drink there or something. Sure. They have a decent bar, but yeah, there's yeah. like I'm lame. I'm so lame. Not lame. I, it is. You
0: have your own go to supply of delicious exactly. drinks why would you go anywhere else i have a
1: hard time going to i full retail
0: like as delicious like, as that one i would probably like never leave they'd be like yeah. oh dana's still here in the corner
1: and just. i honestly haven't even had probably half of the drinks that are on our menus so it's like fun to go and just like well,
0: work my way through sunroom, like, yeah like i'm gonna try literally this literally there is this. so many options yeah as we were talking before brandy alexander if you haven't tried that mm-hmm. it's like my new favorite drink yeah,
1: i've never had one you've yeah, never had I've one.
0: never had a great brandy alexander. well i will no. introduce you okay. to your own okay thank you cocktail menu okay. it's so delicious um can you share how long it took to open the sunroom
1: because God, holy hell oh, it was a long one it's yeah a long one. um i think sunroom is probably the longest i mean guess i took a while but yeah and i mean I don't know, two years, two and a half years. I honestly haven't checked how long it took. Sure. I don't really want to, um, you know, I don't want to relive the, it.
0: <laughs> the seemed of it. like it was obviously a huge labor of love.
1: And my gosh, took forever. Yeah. We just kept kind of hitting roadblock after roadblock and things kept going wrong. But then every time they did, it was like an opportunity to change something that ended up being changed for the better. So it was, huh. it kind of was a slow evolving, I don't know, like everything had happened exactly as it when was it supposed to. to and yeah. And it's still not done. Like we still have the whole front part that's totally not even finished. <laughs> oh. Because the vision that we had for it, we just like I keep waiting for it to get clearer, if that makes sense. Like we wanted to do like this bottle shop, and then I'm like in the space, I'm just not feeling it, is that? And okay. so we've just kind of like, okay, let's just hold on it and we just kind of it. block it. And okay. like we just kind of all keep thinking about it. And I think we finally figured out what we're gonna do with that space. All right. Um, so stay tuned. It's happening more but yeah, coming into like the it's, sunroom. It's still not yeah. done. Nothing's ever done, but all right. So yeah,
0: well, it's 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 in, in a good spot right now because it's functioning with loads of people in it. So yeah. that's always a good place for it to be until you can
1: yeah add on the other things. Yeah, we want more seats. Is kind of what we're where we're at right now. More sure. seats and tables to mm-hmm. be able to.
0: But I love I love those little alcoves or the benches or whatever mm-hmm. they're called. But those are, those are pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking about when. We met initially for the first time and was not sure. I'm trying to like.
1: I'm trying to remember that too. I think I had you. Didn't you do something at guest house? I think I, I reached out to you to do a party there or something. Somebody wanted food. Yeah, I can't remember?
0: I'm guessing that was the first time, perhaps. Yeah, a couple of years ago, we did just a dinner for eight. Yeah.
1: Within. So I feel like you came I, in, yeah. yeah, and did a set it up. I think I was out of town when you did it. Hmm. <laughs> I never at my bar. Right.
0: <laughs> um amazing well that was definitely early on dinner party days so a couple years ago yeah that
1: was early on with guest house too so i think that was like yeah
0: because you were closed on mondays
1: yeah we've been open seven nights a week now for a while so yeah yeah a few years
0: many many years yeah wow
1: yeah doing things i know and then we got to work together at the museum and, and
0: then, the TEDx Women. Oh yeah, we that did was the fun. drinks. Mm-hmm. You guys did the drinks, which was amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. That was one of my most insane dinner parties to date. That was Two hundred ladies. Yeah, Woo! that was <laughs> that was.
1: <sighs> it's, it's, it's a I'll lot take, of hormones in one room. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it is.
0: You did it well, though. A lot that of food nice. to come out in in that amount of time for that amount of ladies. Yeah. Um. Well, I've always appreciated work with you and being able to fun. know you and now calling you a friend is also yes. a huge pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to hear some more about you as far as like how it was in the early days of Ashley. We don't really get a choice of like where we're placed yes. within the universe and mm-hmm. the DNA that we're given is not by choice and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, family of origin is not by choice and so mm-hmm. we're all like putting the pieces together and muddling through for the rest of our lives yeah. but like what was it like kind of like in your kind of like formative years first couple of years like within your household like
1: what when was, I was like really like- little when i was really little so when i was really young like earliest memories my mom and dad were starting a cookie company cookie so yeah okay. i literally grew up in like chocolate factory like Willy Wonka that's why I am the way I am Dana (laughs) my mom started a business called Mom's Best Cookies so she was a baker and like made cookies and started out in her house and then moved into the church kitchen and then moved into literally her own big huge factory what we had yeah she was selling cookies like all over the country whoa yeah it was pretty cool and uh, they ended up getting divorced when I was 12 and the business kind of fell apart after that Mm. my dad left it he did the sales my mom did the baking side So that so. split brought in other partners and ended up being like a hot mess. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went from kind of living this life that was like great and I like watched my parents kind of rise in this business. And mm-hmm. then I literally watched the carpet everything. kind of get pulled out from underneath us and we lost everything. So we went from like, it was very, very big kind of extremes and a lot of change.
0: Did you have any siblings?
1: Yeah, I have. Um, I'm the middle. I have a younger brother and an older sister.
0: Oh. Yeah like maybe I didn't know you had an older sister. Yeah, yes, I have I an do. older sister. Stephanie?
1: Amanda. No. Amanda. Amanda, yeah.
0: Stephanie's your sister-in-law? She's
1: my sister-in-law, yeah. Okay, right, okay. There's a lot of us run, around town. <laughs> yes. Because I'm local. I was born and raised in Florida. In Winter born and Park in, in, in Orlando. Yeah.
0: In Winter Park. hmm
1: Right? Yeah.
0: So you've lived here all pretty much all the years? Yeah, I
1: left for a couple years. I went to Park City for a couple years, and then I came back. Okay. And then came back and went to Rollins, and was like bartending when I was at Rollins, and decided I could do that myself. Sure. And so then I opened my first bar at 21.
0: Yeah let's back up a sec.
1: Um, I missed some formative years there. I have a lot of formative (laughs) years we skipped right through. I'm like oh.
0: Did it feel like was it um, like kind of up until 12 did it feel kind of like a safe
1: place? Was it tension filled? Was it like how how did that? Yeah I mean my memory of it was like a safe place. We like I was like yeah in prep school and You know, like rode horses, had ponies and just kind of in my own little bubble, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I think it was probably good that we kind of lost everything because it made me like, I literally just felt like I woke up one day and my parents were like, I was like, well, when are we going to go clothes shopping? And when are we going to get stuff for school? And they're like, "Uh, there's no, we can't, like, there's no money. Right. (laughs) It it was like, oh, what do you mean? There's no so money. reality
0: check. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so like, I think I got my first job at like 13 or something. I like snuck down to East India, which was called something else by then on Park Avenue and after church. And I would like bus tables and stuff just to get, and I was underage. They would just like tip right. me out just, just like, to like appease me and like get me to leave. So I would like right. bus
0: tables. <laughs> and your mom was kosher? Does yeah. she know about it? I think it?
1: she was fine with it. Like, think they were, she was just like, okay, like whatever, you know? I was always very like kind of stubborn and did what I wanted and was, mm. yeah, I mm-hmm. was kind of, I was a total pain in the ass. I think mm. my mom actually said to me, I think when I was like 15 or 16, she's like, I hope someday you have a child that's half as bad <laughs> right. as you've been to me. Cause yeah, she said <laughs> it was like a disaster and sorry, mom, my kids are pretty great. Um, but yeah, no, it was kind of a crazy time, like 12 to, I don't know. I don't even know. When I kind of came out of it. But I also feel like all the kind of losing everything, understanding that you have to work for what you have and kind of picking up the pieces Mm -hmm. and figuring out, okay, well, I feel like we went from being very taken care of to not taken care of at all. Like on an emotional level, on a physical level, on anything.
0: Like everything turned upside down. Yeah. And then now you're. So like what was like middle
1: school like years? It was horrible. Like I think I switched schools like 10 times because I went to Part Maitland then Lake Highland then Lake Mott and then I went to Maitland Middle and then I went to Glenridge, and then I went to the Ninth Grade Center and then I went to So you just made the rounds. Park. I mean it was literally you like
0: went to like almost every school that's yeah. in this that vicinity. Yeah.
1: it was crazy. So it's kind of like you started over, started over, started over, started over and kind of that whole it's yeah. just un, it's always yourself. been kind of a thing. Yeah, right. you just have to keep going, and keep going and Sure. Um yeah, so kind of a I think that's why I'm in the bar business too. I feel like there was probably never a place where like I fit in, you know? So it's like, I wanted to create a space mm. where people could feel like they fit, mm-hmm. you know, like where you feel like anybody's welcome kind of, Yeah. no matter how you dress, what you look like, what you're, you know, you're welcomed here. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome here. I think it's kind of,
0: this is my space. The, I'm going to share it with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was kind of the thing, but yeah, I lived on my own from the time I was 16. I finally moved out and just said, okay, I can do this myself. And kind of... How did you just live? Just did it from there. At 16. Did you just have jobs? Yeah, I just had jobs.
0: Ashley. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I know. And you're in high school? Yeah. I'm I, assuming.
1: Yes. I ended up... Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people don't know that. But yeah, no. I ended up dropping out of high school. Got a GE. Oh, you D- did? I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I left At high 16? school. At mm-hmm. 16? I was a freaking hot mess. Yeah, I really was. Um, But yeah, everything was just kind of crazy. So yeah, I just didn't want to... Do it anymore. I just couldn't stand it. But yeah, I got a GED right away. I got my AA right away. Mm-hmm. I didn't like stop learning. I was just like, Did you go to Valencia." Couldn't hang out at Winter Park High School. I was like, um, "Yeah." I went to Valencia. I ended up moving to Park City, and I went to Salt Lake Community ah, College. Got it. And then I think I don't remember. I think I was done then, but I might have come back to Valencia. And then I transferred into Rollins mm. once I had my AA. And then I didn't ever finish at Rollins because I started. I opened a bar. Right, um, that I finally went back, and so I did graduate from Rollins. I was just like on the ten-year college plan. But, Fair enough, you know,
0: but you got there.
1: I got there. But yes, eventually.
0: Eventually, what was your degree
1: in? A degree in like humanities. I mean, really, what the <laughs> right. hell am I going to do with <laughs> right. that, Dana? It was like, were art, you just like art history, get me religion? Out at this point. And, yeah, exactly. I was Perfect. Like, just what can just I do? What can I have I do? all these credits. What can I apply? I these just sorts. need to finish. Yeah, yes, just gotta finish something.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no shame in that. Yeah, yeah, being able to. I guess at least wrap my, my, I I don't know if I should say this, but I'm sure he doesn't care. I have a, my brother Peter has like one class away from getting an AA. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really need it or whatever, but he had like, he, he went for all those credits yeah. and then he's literally one away. Yeah. you like, then just do the class. Just do one, one yeah. class, one yeah. thing. And he, like, he doesn't care. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so, that would like yeah. drive me crazy, but. Uh, I digress.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, tell us then about the I've been in Orlando now for twenty years. Wow, nice. Yeah. So back in two thousand in ninety-nine I would come over for shows at the Sapphire Social Club. Mm-hmm. It was Sapphire, Supper Club. It was
1: Sapphire Supper Club, then. Yeah. Sapphire
0: Supper Club. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. And then um and then it changed to the social
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. then i changed it to the social people hated me for that uh-huh sorry rolando
0: uh-huh
1: but you know it was about to burn to the ground but like, literally like sparks would shoot out from the walls the air conditioning like fell from the ceiling like down right. into the pit luckily there was nobody there <laughs> it was like i was like i'm sorry but we have to do this right we had to like close it and like renovate it and i reopen. just remember
0: it's like, like the 99, 2000, the like, yeah. it was that moment in that scene of mm-hmm. like these, like very, the kind of like underground shows yeah. that you were like, I feel like I'm in the cool crowd.
1: Yeah. It was pretty great. I loved yeah. it too. Yes. So how
0: did you, how did you open, tell, tell us all the things that you opened around that time.
1: Yeah. So in 98, <laughs> I opened barbecue bar. I was 21, I guess. And I opened barbecue bar. My mom had remarried great man. She's still married to him. And, uh. I, like, pitched them this idea of, like, oh, I wanted to open this bar. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was crazy. They, like, hated that I was bartending because I was out. This was, like, before, like, the anti-rave law. So, we would bartend until, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. They would oh. stop serving at 2. And then oh. you would start serving waters to all these, like, ravers. Like, all night long. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. So, they just hated it. because Would I was, you like, be open for three hours? Oh, barbecue them? bar wasn't. But this is, like, I was bartending. And they were, like, this oh, is horrible. It. Like, you can't be in this life. But then once got I it. said, I want to open my own bar, they were, like,
0: oh, oh. okay. Run like, your own thing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So they gave me like a very small loan. I think yeah. we opened barbecue bar for like forty five thousand dollars total for everything. And like uh, the re like re Everything I had to re it. I had to do like the whole yeah, the whole thing. It was like a card and news store. It was like Orange Avenue Cardin News. What? Before that. Yeah. I don't know that. I'm pretty sure the guy just sold, like, cigarettes and, like, porn mags. But anyways,
0: right.
1: <laughs> we were like, it's time for you to go.
0: So, I got yeah. there in 99, so I guess it was already
1: yeah, so, yeah, Sapphire. Yeah, so, well, no, Sapphire had been there. Sapphire had been there for, like, at least five years before oh, okay. I came on the scene. Yeah, no, Sapphire was there. Yab Yum was, like, over around the corner, mm-hmm. which then turned into, like, Kit Kat and that whole the globe thing and the globe yeah and that changed like Singapore and blah, blah blah yeah but yeah, back yeah. in the day it was like all there was was like sapphire i feel like go lounge and a couple other ones downtown that was it right and I the mean, barbecue
0: bar yeah and the barbecue
1: bar opened in 98 98 okay yeah and then i think it was 99 or 2000 um we got the call about we had like 24 hours to decide if we wanted sapphire because the owner was like having some issues and they were like he was going to be evicted and. Like, do you want the space or not? And I was like, oh. Yeah, I guess so. So Hearst and I were like, Yeah, I think we do. So right. we like took it over. And we had um, we still had Michael and Gerard McCraney from Figurehead. That's who booked all the shows at Sapphire. And oh. they continued to do all of our shows. So like none of that changed. You took we, on any of that. You nope. just took
0: on the bar. I just took on the bar and venue mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah, we just right. took on the live like, yeah, the liability, the lease, the whole the whole right. thing. And they continued doing all the shows. We did that for a couple years and then we realized like whoever's doing the door and the shows has to be doing the bar because it just didn't make any sense. Like there was no, ah. they would have a great show, but it would be like an 18 and up show. So it'd be all packed with kids. And so then we wouldn't make any money at the bar. And it was just always kind of, right, you know, so we realized it really needed, somebody needed to be doing both sides. So okay. by then we had built Sky 60 and open Sky 60 on the rooftop. And so we were like, let's just walk away from social. So yeah, we sold it to michael and gerard at the time from figurehead they bought it Um, and when was that i feel like that was probably like 2001 2002 oh wow i don't remember so you did not really have it for very long no we only had it for a couple years got it yeah and that was more of like libra of love like never made any money it was just because it was like it was fun Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was it was fun it was great Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I
0: haven't been back there in a while, but I always feel like I need I should go like go see a show like get out. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I used to go to a bunch of shows.
1: Yeah. Oh, Barbarella was there, too, which is not independent part. Right. Barbarella was there on the end because we'd all go there for like Monday night dollar dollar beer nights on Monday nights on the corner. Um, but yeah, so then we opened iSpy a couple years after that, which we had that space kind of like we did Sunroom for a while before we actually did anything with it. Mm. Like we had it and we just kind of sat on it. Right. We had spent so much money doing Sky and lost money doing Social or Sapphire that we just kind of sat on the space for a while and just paid the rent. Right. And then decided, okay, let's do this and built that one too. Right. Yeah. Wow. It was a long, yeah, I think it was like. That's a long run. And then yeah. when did you sell all those? I didn't sell them. After like 16 years, my landlord decided that he did not want to renew us our leases ah, anymore. Got it. Yeah. He um, had been kind of a silent partner in the whole thing. And I won't say too much about it. But um, we did not want to close Barbecue Bar or any of them. Uh, we wanted nothing to do with closing any of them. Right. He kind of went behind us and made a deal with the guys over at Taboo or Zoomer or whatever the heck it's called. And Michael McCraney and those guys. And said, hey, if I kick them out, will you guys... take over the space so after 16 years yeah yeah and made him yeah of an era yeah and so it kind of forced us it was like a smack in the face that was like that was rough yeah for sure but we walked away we had the liquor license and we had Mm -hmm. you know so we knew we were like okay well let's just figure out what our next step is and uh took us like a year and then we found peacock room was leaving Mm. so we took over and turned it into Guest It was house. that
0: short of a time? Yeah, I think there like was. Like, when were you finished with the barbecue bar? I
1: think there was only a year between of doing, of me not owning a bar.
0: Really? Yeah. For some reason, I thought that, I guess the barb- that that but, had closed and you were like, had this chunk of time before Guest House. But
1: I guess not. You only well, had Well, I and like, then it took a year to build it. So maybe sure. it was like two years before we. But. It's all kind of blurry, Dana. I don't really know. Right. <laughs> okay. But yeah no it's not good. I had bar three during that time mm-hmm. and so like exercise studio or whatever but um yeah so I was still busy and working and had the kids by then had twins by then but yeah we had like two years probably without without a bar. An Hurst bar. had Sly Fox so Hurst ended up taking over the Sly Fox space in Got downtown it. but right. I didn't I didn't want anything to do with that not because I didn't Want to be his partner? Obviously, we're still partners now. But I didn't want to have to look across the street mm-hmm. at barbecue. I was like, I don't know. I still don't know how he does that. I'm like, how in the world? Mm-hmm. I would just be like, oh, like a gut punch every single time. Fair enough. Yeah. I yeah. Literally, just now started driving down Orange Avenue again. <laughs> I would do anything in my power to avoid having to really? go down Orange Avenue. Yeah. Actually, how? Because for 16 years, I mean, that was what I, you know, yeah. that was like my place every mm-hmm. you know and then every it day, and then it wasn't, and it was right. just like heart wrenching to
0: yeah feel like I don't have any
1: control to uh, really yeah. continue that story yeah it was kind of taken yeah I mean and it, and it was time I think now in hindsight I think it was totally time it, right. it was what it was and it was yeah
0: but you also were able to it felt like all of those kids like kind of myself ish in mm-hmm. our age range ish um, you grew. We grew up, right? Yeah. So we grew up into something that was more like on the level of like what people are in my kind
1: of age range are like looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I was so far removed from barbecue bar and all that in the last like five to seven years. Like Mm -hmm. I was never there at night ever. I'd be there during the day doing. Yeah. Like I had kids by then. Like I was never. It wasn't my scene anymore at all. But I still valued it and still loved what it was and what it had meant to me. You know, so it was still like a big part of of me but it wasn't I mean, but it was also
0: your business yeah but yeah. it wasn't
1: it wasn't like a physical representation of kind of where I was at that point in my life you right. know yeah I think I took, I took my kids down there one day and they're like mom this is your work and I was like yeah and like someone had thrown up at the front door and we had to, I had to like pick the kids up over the pile of throw up to go in the front door and they started calling it my stinky work like mommy go to stinky work today <laughs> I was like, oh, God, that's so gross. Um, Yeah. So once we decided to do another bar, I was like, I wanted to do a bar of, like, where would I want to go? Mm -hmm. If I do get the rare chance to go out, you know, once in a blue moon, like, where is that place? And Mm -hmm. if I'm going to have one drink or two drinks, I want them to be one or two great drinks, not, you know. Right. Just wasting your money kind of a thing. Not your PBRs. Yes. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So you created the guest house, which is obviously wildly successful. It's a lot of fun a lot of fun and then the, the addition of the sunroom which is i think even more beautiful Yeah. and uh cocktails are my i don't drink wine or beer so having that like extensive cocktail menu is like i'm like i will never get through this but i'll try yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty great yeah this episode of cocktails and conversation is brought to you by the dinner party project The Dinner Party Project is all about connecting humans around the dinner table. Right now, we are mostly based in Orlando, Florida. Whether it's joining seven strangers in an intimate setting around a dinner table or sitting in the street of Orange Avenue with 100 others watching flamethrowers, we love helping people feel connected to others and their city. We also offer private parties. So if you have a birthday, anniversary, team building dinner or corporate event coming up, we can create a custom memorable event that you and your guests won't soon forget. We also help brands connect with their consumers by exposing their products. In an elevated way to their target demographic. So if you live in the Orlando area, haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to hear your story around the dinner table. For more information, you can visit us at thedinnerpartyproject.co Was there ever a point in your like adulthood that you felt like, man, like I I I'm really proud of this. Like I worked really hard and hustled and like I've kind of created or whatever it is for you, you have created things from nothing. But like, was there a seminal moment kind of like in your adult
1: world that you felt like, man, I I am proud of this. I can't think of one. I'm more proud now of what we have than I was of the bars that we had before, I could say. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm definitely now I'm like, okay, it's not like I'm like proud to say like this is our space or this is our place. You know, I think it's like a beautiful space and I love it. So I'm definitely proud of that. But I still have this like, and maybe it's like just a personality quirk. Like I have very little to do with the goings on of what happens there. Like for like me, day-to-day it's... day-to-day operations. Yeah, that's not me. And right. like talking about cocktails, like I didn't I didn't write the menu. Like I have nothing to do with that. Like I kind of, we have Corey Bennett who's down there and he's our beverage director and he wrote the menu for both bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really like reined him in at the guest house because Hurst and I were like very anti- the craft cocktail bar, like we were not going to be really. Oh yeah, we were like so like.
0: I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, wow, well, they. I mean, the cocktails are great, but the
1: the menu for cocktails is pretty limited. Yeah, we just yeah. didn't want it to be pretentious. We didn't want it to be like we've people felt like they couldn't ask a question. You mm-hmm. know, we wanted to be like the opposite of your typical kind of crap. Like, just didn't want that vibe. Okay. So I was kind of proud that we kind of pulled off what we pulled off that way. But then in Sunroom we were like, okay, Corey, go crazy. Do your thing. Yeah. Like oh let him gosh. let him do it a little like go bigger. And now I'm like, maybe we overachieved. We need to, <laughs> <laughs> we need to pull back a little bit. That's a little You literally little probably labor have intensive.
0: fifty cocktails. It's sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, which Good ironically,
1: the barbecue bar's bar's is is North Orange Avenue. Mm. So the the that that just randomly randomly up with with cocktails, cocktails that was was pretty Pretty phenomenal. Right. So. Um, but yeah, I give all those guys like full props and credit for anything that has to do with cocktails. Him mm-hmm. and yeah. And now um, Christian, he's also our bar manager at Sunroom. He's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're I'm kind of a blessed with our crew for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's if you don't have the right people, you're not going to be able to have yeah. a sustainable business. Yeah. Yeah. So, But to answer your question in yeah. a really, really long-winded way, I'm yeah. sorry, is I kind of feel like there's never enough of me. So I don't really have those moments of feeling like incredible, like like that I'm proud of something. I kind of also, I, I feel the opposite. I'm a very optimistic person, but I also feel like I'm incredibly, I'm more disappointed in myself often than I am proud, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. kind of wherever I am, I feel like I'm supposed to be somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a mom. I have two 10-year-olds. I've got twins. I feel like if I'm at work, I should be with them. Mm-hmm. If I'm with them, I feel like I should be at work. They also have if to go I'm, to school. Yeah. So, I feel yeah. like I'm always kind of, like, trying to... Ooh, sorry. Hello, microphone. Right. I feel like I'm always trying to kind of just mm. get wherever I can get and do whatever I can do in the amount of time that I have. And it feels right. like time is getting smaller and smaller, so... Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe right. when I'm like 75 and I kick back at my bar at the Villages, I'll be like,
0: "Okay,
1: <laughs> I, did I did it. I did it. it. Yeah, <laughs> we're done."
0: Um, has there ever been a season of life or a moment of life um, that was like challenging or heartbreaking or um, like a season? All of just it. And <laughs> <had laughs> to like maybe get through. And how did you do that?
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. Susan of the life that was challenging I mean I think my teen years were crazy challenging I think um, people always ask me like oh you have twins are they running your family I'm like well no not really but we had went through IBF. so I think that was kind of a huge challenge I had miscarriages yeah. and losing babies and kind of all that stuff and trying to work at the same time and kind of You know, again, trying to be all the things. Yeah. So that was kind of a, yeah, that was a big one. Right. And then I think more than anything was after having those babies was like, no one tells you like, whoa, (laughs) the hormones. (laughs) It was like a whole nother challenge of like, just trying to figure out, okay, like. The reality of like what your body is going through. Yeah. And then when you still have to show up for. Totally. I remember literally crying on my bathroom floor going, um, realizing for the very first time in my life, I can't do this by myself. And it was like the only time in my entire life where I had that feeling like, holy shit, uh-huh. I can't do this by myself. Uh-huh. But I think that was also an incredibly healing time for my mom and I because I got to reconnect with her and be uh-huh. like, mom, I need you. I remember, I hadn't slept in days and I was staring at my babies and I called my mom and I was like, I, I need you. And i had even told her, I got this. I don't need you to come like you don't have to be there. I can do it. And literally, but the reality
0: like, was oh, like, yeah,
1: it was like, you, you came to an end. Yeah, it fell right? to your knees. And I'm like, who do you want? I'm like, mom. <laughs> right. But yeah, and she's been like my best friend since. Like yeah, she was the only person. Very close. Yeah, super close. But we went right. years without talking too. You know, mm-hmm. we had kind of a strained time. So yeah, I yeah. feel that I'm like super proud of our kind of relationship now. Yeah. yeah those were probably the, the most
0: harder, challenging. Yeah. Most challenging years. Yeah. 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 I think that's so good to hear. I'm not a mom, but um, I'm always like amazed by mothers, and especially single mothers. They're mm-hmm. just like there's so many levels, right, yeah. that you are responsible for and yeah. showing up. And on top of a job, mm-hmm. you know, some people work, some people don't. But it's pretty insane to be able to manage all of that and have to be okay. Like I think they're, I think. Like I'm not a mom, so. Mm -hmm. But what I think is like, something's got to give, right? And so Mm -hmm. you have to know, like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be able to show up like a hundred percent, like, in my marriage, and as a mom, as a business owner, or an employee, like, as like a friend, like, that's the reality. And and so having the grace to say, like, I'm doing the best that I can, and I can show up in the ways that I can, and knowing, like, no, but there is a sacrifice, like, on all of those scales, totally, or whatever wherever I think you, you show up and yeah. what you can show up for
1: yeah. and being able to like give grace to yourself. Yeah. In those. I think people who say like, Oh, you can do it all. I'm mean, like, no, you, no can't. you can't. You can do one thing really well at a time. Right. And it's kind of like, and that's it. So just kind of figuring out how to go from like, okay, I can be here. I and can do this. And there's practices
0: that you can put into place to be, to be a, as present or as, as best as you can.
1: Yeah. But the reality sure. is there's
0: no, there's no mastering every single thing. Totally.
1: At one time. Yeah
0: you know, mom or not. But.
1: Yeah. And kind of having to let go of what you think other people think of it. If that makes sense. Like hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you don't like it. I'm like, that's, that's fine. That's I'm okay fine. with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know where I am. Yeah, I totally. know that I'm showing up in these places <sighs> yeah. that I yeah. feel
1: yeah and proud like, of. And like my friendships now, like my, like some of my best, like girlfriends, or whatever, are also like business owners and stuff like that, that understand like you're busy. Like I cannot talk to my friend Kendall in weeks and I can just randomly text her at 11 o'clock at night and be like, just say some random thing and she's yeah. like right there with me, you know, mm-hmm. like you can just like have this move because I know she's a working mom and she's working 10 times more hours, 100 times more hours than I am hmm. also trying to be a mom also trying to do all those things. So it's like recognizing that and other women and seeing that and yeah. like knowing like it's okay if I don't hang out with you every single day or we don't get together like, you know, yeah, like we used to like, I know that you're there, you know, that I'm here, you know, like trying to find that kind of balance too. Yeah. You didn't even ask me that question, Dana, but, you know, here we are.
0: That's why why this (laughs) podcast is happening. I love it.
1: Please edit all of Um,
0: this. So would you be able to share with us kind of, like, in full, I guess, like, the roles of what you do within your current job?
1: My current job? um, I don't do much. My staff will tell you that. No, I do all the social media. I do – basically, I call myself, like, creative director. So, like, I'm the one who, like – hired the architect hired mm-hmm. the designers picked out the furniture picked out you know hired the artist to do the coasters to do the matches to do the. i do all the kind of like detail stuff mm-hmm. um which probably seems like it's nothing to a lot of people but i can like agonize over something stupid like i'm staring at your neon we ordered a neon like months ago and it just got delivered yesterday and i'm just dying to go down and see what our sunroom neon looks like or is it gonna be? It. and the front windows of like what was yeah. the market but there's like a big huge arch sunroom neon that's going to go there So, you don't have a sign on Mills. No, we don't. Right. We didn't have one for a guest house either for like the first two years. Right. And then we finally put one up. But yeah. Yeah. Make it difficult for them. Dana, you got to make it hard. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, no. So, I do that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, I do like the – I do the Instagram. Honestly, I got to admit I don't do the Facebook because I hate Facebook. Same. I can't read the reviews. They like – I used to like get up in the middle of the night, and not be able to sleep, and I would start like reading reviews, and people would like say some they'd be wasted. You have, and you have reviews on Facebook, and people would like, yeah, they can review. Yeah, don't ever read them. Okay. So I like personally, like I can't check our voicemail anymore, and I can't do I can't read reviews. So I'm like, okay, if you don't like it, that's cool. Okay, All right. sorry, sorry. Yeah, we'll be here for the other people that still want to come. Like it. I'm right? sorry, what happened? I didn't mean for that. <laughs> I mean, I think I need to stay in touch with that a little bit, and I get it from my staff telling me, oh, we need to like tweak this, we need to change that. Sure. But, it's hard to just take random criticism from someone who's not in it or I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I can't read it.
0: Fair enough. So I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is um, like merit in in having some place for people to be able to like, one, give feedback. And yeah. then two, if there's like recurring themes, you're like, okay, then I probably That's need to issue. like, right. Yeah. I need yeah. to.
1: Like, sound was an issue with guest house for the longest time. People were like, it's too loud. It's too-. I'm like, I know it's too loud. We're yeah. Like we were trying a million <laughs> right. different things. But, yeah, we finally got that to where it's a little bit better. But, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that that you, like, you realize or an issue that you need to fix. Like, yeah, I guess it's worth it for that. Right. But beyond that, I could do without the public reviews in my life.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of. Um. So, guest house and sunroom mm-hmm. is kind of mainly where you're... And, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Your endeavors are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Running two bars with hers. Yeah. 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 Well. That and parenting, you know. Mom, momming. <laughs> momming. And then all of our animals and stuff. Or it's kind of my whole, mm-hmm. my whole world. Your whole world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a blessing to be able to be in that position. To be able to do and invest in some businesses that you love and then also have the time to be able to invest in your family
1: yeah and it's be with pretty them,
0: great. be present with them
1: yeah yeah so i think a lot of like when we we're talking i think you and i were talking about this earlier is like the day-to-day stuff and certain things about your job that you like or don't like mm-hmm. you know um it took me a long time to realize like i didn't have to do everything yeah because in the at first for like the first 10 years like we were bartending every night Hurst and i were in like we were doing all the things we're doing the ordering we're doing the inventory i was checking in all the orders we were doing the pay like we were doing everything and then so your life was consumed yeah yeah and then like getting to that point where like oh okay i i suck at this i feel good about this Mm -hmm. or i like this and i hate this and then just being able to like empower somebody else be like this is going to be your job (laughs) this is going to be your job and then allowing people to kind of rise to do you know to take over that role to me it took me a long time to get there but once i did and then I got over the guilt of letting certain things go right. and the control because I'm a control freak. Um, that kind of opened up my world and kind of let me step back.
0: And then let your businesses grow. Yeah.
1: And they yeah. really kind of thrived. They said I, we started making so much money once I actually left the bar at night because <laughs> I'd be like, you'll get a free drink and you get a free drink. Right. And yeah. To like get her out of here. I probably
0: need to figure that out for myself. Yeah. How can I do that? How can I make more money without me here? That would be the best. Exactly. Option. Exactly. That'd be the best option. Um, well, it has been like such an honor to see um all the things that you have done to I think grow the scene within Orlando and just I didn't know you back in the days of like barbecue bar, but I was I was there. Yeah. <laughs> get them that, out.
1: that was a mess. That was probably it, good eating. Great. It. Yeah.
0: I yeah. As your early twenties go, you're just yeah. you get to like do be ridiculous. So- mm-hmm. Yeah. I and did. then growing into offering the guest house and now the sunroom and just I think the level of care that you take within your bars really shows. Mm-hmm. And it just was such an immediate success, I think, for the or it seemed like it was a, a pretty big success because, um, it was really filling a gap, I think, that we didn't really have mm-hmm. and, and to see the way that these areas have developed and as people are investing in our city and the things that they choose in to do and, and to stay here in Orlando. Yeah. I think that you're part of that. And I'm just grateful thanks. for you being around.
1: Well, Thanks so much. Grateful also for you Also in my too. life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we get to move into another favorite subject. I thought we were done. I was like, wow, that oh, went by no! so fast. It was like amazing. <laughs> we're you half done. Okay, good. Keep on drinking. Okay, thank you. Um, the Enneagram is a favorite topic of mine. mine and too, no. is a has been a huge tool in my life to navigate things about myself and about other people and understanding more where other people are coming from. Mm -hmm. I think it's been a huge eye opener for me to have more compassion on myself and then have more compassion on other people. Yeah. And especially I think in. Working scenarios were just, I think, innately created so differently. Mm-hmm. And like understanding it's not bad yeah. to be different. Like we're, we are all different. Yeah. Um, But understanding the motivations of why people do what they, what do, they do, how they
1: communicate, mm-hmm. what rewards are, relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. It's really interesting. It too. is. I really, like it. Mm hmm. So you would say that you are. I'm a 7 uh-huh. So I'm the enthusiast, right? Enthusiast. Yeah. I used to be so into this and I like had them all memorized. And now I'm like, I got to like think back. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm the enthusiast. I'm the seven. Yeah. So um, they always say you're the fun one. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like that's true. It's so funny because I have friends that will take like the Enneagram test now. And they're like, I don't feel like I'm not at all like I don't know if, if they like take something and I'm like you're so are. <laughs> it's like so hard sometimes for people to see it in themselves but
0: I think um, sometimes like the one you resist sometimes is the one you don't want to yeah. like you don't want to be that one totally but it's also the one that you are yeah. like I did not want to be an eight yeah. I tested as a seven yeah okay and I was like oh, okay I can kind of see that and yeah a friend of mine who knew
1: me well was like oh no you're an eight you're an eight and yeah It's like oh shit yeah I know <laughs> I am an eight yeah Yeah, I think like enthusiasm, like I think the eight is interesting. Well, it's like, I don't know why I have such a weird, like a resistance to eight because it's not a bad thing it's just a, it's a lot of energy right like mm-hmm. an eight has like an excessive amount of energy high threshold to pain so like you sevens. have yeah 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 you like so you, oh yeah, yeah 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 me too but with like sevens i think too we're like super energetic about it and they were like yeah on to the like,
0: next thing <laughs> yeah, next.
1: So i'm like i don't know if that's my add or if that's my sevenness but right but yeah i tend to like get really into something and i'm like oh shiny object you know mm-hmm. like on to the next right thing so trying to keep myself focused to. Uh, Beyond task is a big thing for me. Got
0: it. I mean, you have been enough focused to open yeah. some businesses. So yeah. It, ta- yeah, it takes that fuss. So I th- would think that you're a wing eight. Yeah. Yeah. With the ability to like follow through with all the plans and yeah. Challenge the system of mm-hmm. stuff that hadn't been done before. Yeah. Right. Creating the cultures yeah. around barbecue and guest house and yeah. Different things.
1: Yeah. And then, but I mean, there's also like, there's probably a hundred other businesses that I thought to start but never did, or something. You know, like I right. <laughs> right. was like true to I that, or honest it. about that. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to do this too, and I'm going to do this, and then yeah, and I just like the ones that were I felt the strongest about are the ones that I like saw through to the finish. But right,
0: yeah. How do you think um, learning about the enneagram and/or about like yourself has affected you within like personal relationships or business relationships?
1: Um, it's affected me a lot because it makes me think about like, if I'm talking to someone or I realize like certain personality types do better when I'm working with them, like I'm really good with fives okay, because they want to work and they want to please. Right. And they want to like, I don't know, like certain types of personalities. I know that Mm -hmm. sounds like not good, but there's some personalities that are like great employees and some that aren't so good. Hmm. So yeah, that's been big. I think in personal relationships too, it's like given me, um, I always tell my husband, I'm like, you're just a bully. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, you're just an eight. Like, that <laughs> says he's just very loud and super strong personality and very so much correct. energy. Yeah. Two speeds, sound asleep or full blast, right? Thousand like, miles an hour. And like, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. way higher threshold for pain and like wants to do Iron Man's and do all this endurance stuff. And then I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> you're like a tornado. Right. But yeah. So yeah, but understanding. That he's not doing that on purpose or he's not doing that to annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. just his personality, you know? Right. So it's just like just part of his personality and he gets a lot done because of that. And, you know, also insanely loyal, eights are, right? Like, very loyal. Yeah, incredibly loyal. They would like mm-hmm. do anything for anyone. So, yeah, seeing that yeah, side. Choosing too. into
0: something and, and like, so for me, it's like if I have the choice, not something, something puts on me, yeah. right? So if I choose into something or someone, then it's like ride or die, totally. Until there's
1: a big grievance, yeah. And then, and then it's like, and then if you were done, <laughs> yeah. And then it's like you have crossed me. And Do then, not cross an eight, yeah. Totally, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I have a hard time with uh,
1: the like in between re, there, re, yeah.
0: rebuilding things. Like, yeah, if I think that, that makes sense that if things have been like if I've been wronged or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, well I'm done. Like I've, I've given you everything I've trusted mm-hmm. in you. I've done all the things and now yeah. you cross me. Are you
1: disappointed you me? Or disappointed like, yeah. me.
0: That's a big thing. Yeah. Right. So it gives you, I think a more insight mm-hmm. for me, like I think it gives more insight into yourself mm-hmm. and to say like, Hey, when I'm an unhealthy, I need to watch out for these things when I'm healthy. Okay, yeah. great. This is what it looks like. Um, and people can be two different things, but mm-hmm. one could be healthy and one can be like not super healthy mm-hmm. and having the context to say like, Oh, for me, I know the things, if I want to move towards health it needs to look a little bit more like this. Yeah. Mine needs to be a little
1: less manic. <laughs> like, <laughs> <right>. Slow down.
0: <laughs> and then other people. Yeah. Operate so differently. Yeah. Right. Like your husband, like just having that realization oh, yeah. to say, um, okay, I see where your motivations are coming from. Yeah. I understand. Let's hopefully have a conversation to figure out how this works for both of us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's super in those, interesting.
0: In those spaces. Um,
1: that's crazy. I feel like I need to go dust off my enneagram books now and like bust them back out. Like, see,
0: I'm doing one right now called um, the Sacred Enneagram. Okay, it's a book and then it's a workbook. Nice. So it's like even more. So I feel the beautiful part is that it's. I think it's more than like a personality test, and then it's. um, It is kind of like a tool or like a pathway in Mm -hmm. life, um, which is not there to like box you in. You're like, oh, you're only a seven. So you're only going to operate in these things. Right. But there's so many different layers to yeah. it. Like there's the way that we relate to time. Yeah. Um, past, present, future. There's the way that we um like our stacks, mm-hmm. uh, which is self pres, sexual, social. Mm-hmm. So there's all these different things that I think, layer us in different ways that still have our uniqueness mm-hmm. and we get to like keep our story and keep that it's like oh it's not like oh you're just this right so you're gonna fit and, and everything that's gonna operate
1: so just just like that yeah just like that mm-hmm.
0: but um anyway
1: yeah so it's okay, really a deep one. deep dive okay. into it i going to like some of them right now
0: you're into tarot cards? Uh-huh. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm taking a class with Garrett from the Chupit Hearts. I love him and his partner. Um, yeah, I'm very drawn to fours too, by the way. Like super artistic types and like they're just so inspiring to be around. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I've worked with them on some other like projects and then he started doing this tarot card class. I was going to call you almost and be like, you should take this. Because oh. I think it's in the same vein, it's just about like trusting your intuition and your gut and your kind of mm-hmm. those decisions that you're making and that kind of stuff. So, it's been pretty interesting. That's my new... A new eight's, side, eight
0: some um, operate out of their gut mm-hmm. and out of their instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I feel sure. like I'm very like You're there too. Already, mm-hmm. um, somewhat operate. I somewhat kind of operate like out of that space. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like I don't know why I do what I do. I just know that that's the thing yeah. that I want to do. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. work out. But we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. So at work, you feel like, um, being able to like know how you lead within your own personality.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think my, I think I just kind of stay true to my personality. It's like, this is what I'm excited about. This is what we're doing. Right. This is like, I'm going to try to stay focused and see it through. I'm going to try to recruit as many people as I can in that vision and mm-hmm. hopes of them also helping to make it happen. Hmm. So, yeah. So, I kind of, I, I think I know myself better now than I ever did when yeah. I was younger, you know, like with age comes, um, I don't know, my memory also sucks. So, I, I can't say wisdom, but um, but yeah, understanding where my own personality like holds me back or helps me mm-hmm. you know i think enneagram had a big part of that right yeah and then kind of like playing to your strengths right yeah
0: and then and you have a business partner
1: i do And being yeah. able to have somebody that has maybe some of those complementary he has the mm-hmm. com- yeah we have complete opposite like personality traits right. like always like he's always been hers has always been like there's <laughs> like more responsible like he's like whoa no we're not gonna spend that And he's been like more like Frugal when I've just been like, let's do it, let's go crazy. And he's like, right. slow down, bring killer. You in. Yeah, he's always like, come back down to earth. <laughs> right. Cause yeah, I'd be like, let's do this, let's buy this, let's open this. And he's always been, yeah, the total opposite. He's been, yeah, the balance, a grounding for force. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's amazing sure. that you have that.
1: Yeah. Someone to
0: bring alongside some of the qualities that you're like, oh, I know that that's not like my strength. So yeah, be able to. Exactly. Partner with somebody who has like mm-hmm. some of those things is pretty great. Um so we'll move into the final topic. So you're okay. almost there, girl. Yes.
1: So great. I'm only sweating a little bit oh, with no. Michael. My- <laughs>
0: um, which is my favorite um, thing to talk about, but it is rest and rest. how we rest and um, take time and practices that help us to Discover life, play, physically rest, um, self-care, things Mm -hmm. of those, like what things in your life are, help you to
1: step back and restore? I I think the biggest thing was like, I say no a lot. Mm. I just say no all the time Mm -hmm. I used to feel like I had to say yes to everything and like be everywhere and do all the things and Mm. if I didn't I'd feel guilty about it just kind of being willing to be like you know what no like if it's not a hell yes it's a no that's like my that's like my favorite quote it's not a hell yes right now then it's a no um so yeah being willing to say no um I was really into like yoga for a while. I can't say so that I'm doing a lot of that now. Meditation's really big for me in the last couple of years. Even if I can only take, I try nice. to do 20 minutes, but if I can even just do five, it's like grounding in a way that I can't believe I didn't do it my whole life kind of a mm. thing. Just kind of gives a little bit more clarity, gives me a little more perspective. Right. Helps me be a better parent for sure, more patient. Um, horses are huge with me and our pets
0: gotten into the horses
1: yeah so I grew up riding and then had to quit um and didn't realize like how much I missed it and Mm -hmm. then took my daughter out to the barn because she couldn't find a sport that she liked and I we tried all the things you know like the dancing the tennis the whole thing and Mm -hmm. she hated it all um, and she wants to draw, which I love. She's really into art. And then I took her to the barn one day and she's like, mommy, this is my thing. <laughs> and I was like, and she's like, a little, oh. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed it. Um, but yeah, that has been like an amazing thing mm. over the last probably like year or two to um, when I do ride, it's so funny because whatever's going on in your head, whether you're conscious of it or not, will come out while you're riding. Huh? Like you'll like the way that, that the way you're treating the animal or whatever is like, remember my trainer saying to me, me one sensitive. day, yeah, he's like, I was like, kept missing a distance on a jump. And he said to me, he's like, get over here. And I was like, what? He's like, I don't care what decision you make. Just make a freaking decision. <laughs> he's like, either speed up or slow down, but make the decision and stick with the decision. And I realized, oh my God, like, I haven't been making these decisions, which is probably what took a lot of time at Sunroom. There was like 10 things that I just couldn't uh-huh. make up my mind about. So it was weird. Just like this kind of thing that like was making me, I was like my Oprah aha moment of right. like, God, where else am I doing this in my life? Like I'm not, and it was so true. So little things like that, well, it's like my own therapy will kind of pop up yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I'm not making a decision or I need to be kinder with myself or I need to, whatever it is. Right. But, but yeah, sometimes just being around them, mm-hmm. not even riding cause I don't have a horse right now. My daughter does, but I don't. So just being around them right now to me feels like it's healing in a way I can't explain. Yeah. Just, it's like a peacefulness that I get from it that,
0: Therapeutic, yeah, the cathartic, like yeah, yeah.
1: It's amazing. Your body is moving, your brain is processing. Mm-hmm. You just get to and reading like devouring books right now. Like, I can't stop I'm reading like two books a week right now. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But like if there's why was wrong moment, with me? No. I really can't stop. No. Well, I mean, yeah. what are you reading right now? Um, I just finished American Dirt. Okay. Have you read that? I have not. It's very like. I don't know. A lot of people are complaining about it because it's it's about um, a mom and her son. In the very beginning, their family is killed by, like, the cartel in Mexico. And it's about them trying to escape and get away from ah. the cartel. And it basically speaks of immigration and all this stuff and how hard it is for them to get here and then yeah. to be here and be, like rejected rejected so i mean i think it's like such an important story but it's told beautifully and Mm. i don't know that it's actually a true story i don't think it is but it was still i think there's so much truth in what they're saying and how Mm. it's happening and it's such an important topic so um i just read that and um reading another one right now that i'm not loving quite as much but
0: okay you know it's good i'm reading a book right now called um the best we ever had okay i think it was called i think it's called and I love it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's so you good. Pull them up on here.
1: They're all on my phone. So I, I can like always have my.
0: I will have to send you. I'm yeah. I, I think it's called Are the Most Fun We Ever Had. Anyway. Good ones. A good one. Very, very good. I like want to read, I'm 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 almost done. i I'm, I'm like, 10% left. Yeah. I was like reading it last night. I was like, oh, I can't go to sleep. Yeah. Oh man. It was so good. But I was like, it is her, the author's first book. And okay. I was like, shoot.
1: Yeah. I wish there was like you more. You want there to be more to read. To more yeah. More to read. I just read, um, The Things We Cannot Say. That was amazing. Okay. It was like during the war in Poland when like Nazi invasion was happening and like kind of how it changed the lives and it was like a very personal story of like how it affected this one family and what happened and like the effect that it had throughout the rest of their life once they left there and got out not but it was uh, heart-wrenching and
0: yeah have you read all the light we cannot see
1: i think i did yeah
0: yeah that was amazing as well
1: there's so many good books right now where i'm just like yeah i used to be obsessed with podcasts maybe this will bring me back to podcasts (sighs) good but now i hope so right now my my quiet time is books is books yeah
0: do you ever put on... So do you do a lot of... Because I always listen to podcasts in the car. Mm-hmm. Do you do more Audible books? I do a lot of
1: Audible. You do? Yeah.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. Maybe you can like intersperse I some know, podcasts in I, there. Know. I know. I totally should. I used yeah. to be, yeah,
1: totally addicted to podcasts. I feel like I drive all the time. So...
0: If you had an ideal day off, it could be here, it could be anywhere, money is of no object, just like your ideal day mm. to just enjoy the world. Yeah. What would that, what would a day look like for you?
1: Oh my gosh, I don't know. My ideal day. I just had a pretty ideal day a few weeks ago with my kids and family and we went skiing in Copper Mountain and it was pretty ideal because they're old enough that I don't have to be so scared about them all the time. I mean, I still am like constantly in fear, but (laughs) we woke up and like we walked in like a snowstorm down to like the... They make fresh donuts at this like store. We walked down. and got like fresh hot donuts, literally oh in a gosh. blizzard. And then like went up and ate our donuts and like had tea. They were still and, making donuts. Oh, heck yeah. Right? Yeah. And like had tea together. And then we all like, They're like we're put here on for this. all of our clothes, everything that we owned and went and skied for like five hours. And it was just so much fun. They mm-hmm. all snowboarded; I'm the only skier. But that was pretty was great. If I could get horses into that somehow, somehow, yeah, and like a not so disgusting, creepy hot tub situation, because I find public hot tubs really disgusting. I mean, what they are, but right. you know, it would have been.
0: That would have been your epic, yeah, your ideal day, yeah, yeah,
1: great dinner, wine. It was great, mm. yeah, with the kids, with the family. It's not so, yeah, crazy just.
0: Being together. Yeah. Doing something fun. Yeah. Being around horses.
1: Yeah. Outside, fresh air.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty dreamy. Pretty dreamy. I'm glad you also get to do that in real life yeah. as well Yeah. I know. I think,
1: yeah, I think my real life isn't that far off from. Right. Yeah. That's a I want to be doing. big blessing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. How about you? Any, Am I allowed to ask you what yours is?
0: What well, my dream day is? Yeah. Sure. Um... My dream day would probably be somewhere in Europe, um, mm-hmm. maybe like a Paris or a southern France or um, I've never been to like Denmark or Norway or any of those guys. Copenhagen, I've never been there. Maybe So it may be in a new city that I haven't been to sleeping in. And I do like not having like a specific plan for the day. Mm-hmm. So having the day, like having ideas of like things that I want to do or yeah. um, spots that I want to hit, but not being like, I have to be here at like 2 PM. Yeah. Like, we have dinner reservations at seven, yeah. but kind of like knowing um,
1: be in different this area. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of just like being able to a day. Like I am not a morning person. Like explore. Yeah. I love exploring. So being able just to like, Get up when I get up. Yeah. um, Maybe having like a nice breakfast and then just getting out, wandering the city, like finding things that I would think would be Mm -hmm. fun and interesting to do. Probably eating a lot of carbs along the way. You need to keep your strength up. Yeah. There's croissants or crepes or yeah. If there has to be a burger in there. Um, And then probably like, yeah, a really big dinner Mm -hmm. with lots of, Cocktails, yeah, and then
1: reading. Nice, you can read after all the cocktails. See, I can't. Do oh, that. sure. You're like, oh, I wish I could.
0: I mean, it depends on how many cocktails <laughs> I had. So. A lot of cocktails. I'm like, Let's be real. I'm knock down this whole thing. <laughs> it's all good. Let's be real. That's uh good. Yeah, so that's nice. usually my
1: dream day. We've had some and of those. I know. I've had too. some of those lately. And or I in the last few years, we'll so. have some this good for you. summer.
0: It's like, that is like all the things I work towards is like, I know Yeah. I will be wandering around somewhere. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, Orlando is beautiful too, but I think like getting outside of the norm helps me to like detach from the stress of work. Yeah. Yeah. Being kind of like separated in like a physical capacity mm-hmm. is super helpful. Nice. And amazing. Do you have any type of like um mo or mantra or any kind of like thing that you live life by
1: um i've got plenty um my kids always make fun of me since i was a little kid or my mom too a very little kid i would wake my mom up i am that annoying morning person by the way i like wake up at the crack of why i can't help it i just do and i'm like so cheerful in the morning i drive everybody crazy (laughs) So I'm just like, I wake up like so energetic, Mm -hmm. catch me afternoon and I'm like crashing hard. It's like going down. But
0: right. um, We are all built very differently. We are. That's how we have to like interpret that because I don't. But like, I don't understand. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like as a kid, I would crawl on my parents' bed and I would open my mom's eyes, literally hold her eyelids open and be like, it's time for a fun, fun day. You are the worst. <laughs> you are the so worst annoying. Human. So I, still, I know. So I do that to my children now. I've just continued that with my kids. So I'm like, it's time for a fun, fun day. I know I'm annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, uh, things like if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Mm. That's a big one for me. Right. And uh, simple but significant. Is like uh, a big one for me right now. Simple
0: like, but significant.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That doesn't things don't have to be overdone or grandiose or, you know, no matter mm-hmm. what it is from design or you know, anything. Things can be simple and also incredibly, mean something a lot. Yeah, significant yeah. meaningful. Yeah.
0: That is awesome. That's I'll have to remember that one. Simple but significant. Yeah. Um so how would we find you around town or on the internet or on the internet? <laughs> what are all the things? How can we find you or the businesses that you um, help
1: to contribute to? I'm on Instagram far too much. I don't answer my phone. You know, this, my yes. personal experience. You can text me, but um, I'm on Instagram as ashdish, mm-hmm. ash dish. A S H dish. And then um, lots of horse photos. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of kid and, and horse photos. Kids. So if you don't want to see any of those, then don't follow <laughs> my personal page. Um, And at work, at the guest house or sunroom. Mm -hmm. With like a whole bunch, four underscores, I think, after the sunroom. Okay. So, yeah. So, I answer any of the DMs to guest house or sunroom. Go to me. So You
0: are on there. Yeah. And then occasionally, you might be there.
1: Yes. Yes. On a rare occasion. A rare occasion. I'll be there during the day, like, you know, here and there. But I'm not out at night very often at all. Mm -hmm.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's that 6 a.m. I'm going to wake up regardless. So...
0: I'm so to get glad to pretty that, that works
1: for you. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do not get into bed or don't go to sleep before midnight or later.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I think once you have kids too, it's like no matter how late you stay up, like they're going to wake sure. you up. Like they're going to be up. So. Do your
0: kids ever come into your room and like prop
1: your eyelids open? They don't prop my eyelids open. But if it's a school day, I wake up before them and have to wake them up. But on the weekend, sometimes they'll. Get up before me mm-hmm. when they should be sleeping in, right? But they'll still get up. You pass this down to your children. I know. I know. I'm really waiting to see when they turn into teenagers if they're going to mm. get to that like they can sleep till noon phase. I'm right. just curious to see if that happens. I'm thinking about all the things I can get done, Dana, from six a.m. till noon. <laughs> right. right there, if they're still asleep, like perfect. Yeah, <laughs> my whole day could be done by then.
0: And then you're up, and then we can have a fun, fun day. Just have a fun, fun day from that point on. Exactly. Well, thank you for making my day a fun, fun day. Thanks for having me, chatting with me, and sharing stories and all the things. Yeah. So i appreciate you. Thank you. Until next time.
1: Bye bye. Now we should do like a cheers. We should.
0: Cheers. Bye. 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 Thank you a million times over for listening to Cocktails and Conversation podcast. I hope you have enjoyed all of it. If you have, would you do me a huge favor and rate, comment, and subscribe for more Cocktails and Conversation?